ESPNW presents Be Honest with Carrie Champion. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Be Honest. Carrie Champion here. Uh, this podcast is like none other. I've never done a podcast like this before. My guest, Nick DePaula, he works for us here at ESPN. But his job is to primarily figure out sneakers and who has the best sneaker or the greatest sneaker ever worn. I'm pretty sure everybody's like Jordan. Jordan, I understand that. But he's talking about sneaker-free agents. There's a lot out there now that Puma's in the game. And he also gives us some pretty decent sneaker reviews. Uh, what's the latest with Kawhi? Will he get a big deal? And what happens when LeBron drops his latest shoe? All that and more coming up on this edition of Be Honest. Welcome to Be Honest, our next guest, Nick DePaula. Uh, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. You know, it's funny because I feel like your job isn't a job and I'm jealous. So for, for those of us listening, what, tell us exactly what you do. So until I had ESPN as, as my employer, my grandma wasn't sure if I had a real job. So that's <laughs> definitely, that's definitely part of it. Um, but, you know, I've basically been living in Portland the last 11 years, writing about the sneaker industry, covering all the different shoe deals and, and basically profiling all the big signature shoes. OK, so how did you become the expert, if you will, as a person that everyone went to to say, hey, we got this new shoe out. We want to tell you about it. Yeah. So I went to school at the University of Oregon, uh, which is in Eugene, about 90 minutes south of Nike. Makes sense. And right when I started, there was a magazine called Soul Collector. That was a sneaker magazine. And I was able to start writing for them. And then right when I graduated, the head writer left. So I was 22, and all of a sudden I was doing the cover story for Mello, um, flying out to Denver, and just for that magazine for set. Timing is everything. And it was it was perfect timing and one of those like opportunity meets preparation type things. Well, you always have to be prepared. I assume that, but timing also is everything. I think relationships, work relationships, friendships, everything is this where you are in your life and how it all works out. Well, you've done well. Um, Prior to getting the gig, were you a sneakerhead? Always, growing up, you just love sneaks. What was the deal? Um, I always played basketball growing up, and I think every kid like has that moment where they realize they're not going to go to the NBA themselves. (laughs) And so that was for me. So another dream. That was in middle school, and then it was. And then it kind of just became like, how can I work around the game? Okay. Um, but I always tease my mom because growing up, we had a $40 budget in middle school and elementary school, 50 in high school. So I actually didn't have all the best shoes no, growing seriously. up. No, seriously. My mother would be like, my cousins could always have like the $100, yeah. $100 sneakers. And my mom would be like, here you go, $30. What can I buy with that? I was like a payless shoe source. You know, I was like I, buying those sneakers. I was like, what do you, mom, that's not fair. Like, I found why? some great steals at Marshall's back in the day. Man, <laughs> I wish I would have been up on game like that. Um, and the only time I can get nice shoes is when my aunt would buy them and she'd be like, you have a $60 budget, exactly. you know what I mean? Or some, exactly. some nonsense like that. Okay. So, so here's what I find interesting. When you came on sports nation, you were talking about Kawhi and Jordan brand. Yep. Uh, I, I almost am under the impression if you need a big sneaker deal, you have to be a big personality in a big market. Yeah. Is that not true? Does not two plus two equal four? So if you're in LA or New York, you can always get a great deal. Sure. And Houston now has a great presence in China. But for a guy like Kawhi and you're in a small market and you have no presence on social media, no marketing sense, like it's it's really tough. Um, and so I think if you look at Kawhi, like his last tweet was three summers ago and he doesn't have Instagram and 
nowadays it's really hard to stand out. Um, and on the court, he likes to wear dull stuff. He wears black and gray shoes. You know, he doesn't really wear flashy stuff. Um, so for him to get a big shoe deal, there's so much more that he has to do in terms of marketing that, that he hasn't really done over time. But there seems to be an audience for it because Nike wouldn't even approach him. So there are those who are diehard Kawhi fans. Yeah. Who clearly, he has he there is the need for it. Do you believe that it's his team or do you think it's him? I feel like he doesn't care about anything. So and I think it's his team. That's the thing is that. Any story about Kawhi, whether it's the splitting of the Spurs or things going south with Jordan, nobody has actually heard from Kawhi himself. It's his group, as Pop always calls it. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think the one thing with Kawhi is like, I think he was the 11th best-selling jersey. Clearly, he has a great fan base. Um, He's, you know, probably a top five player two ways. And his Jordan deal, they offered him five and a half million a year, which is a top 15 shoe deal per year. Um, and so I think they made a great offer. It's more so like, what is the realistic sense of his team? I think that's where a lot of the friction has come from. Like, they've been getting good offers. The Spurs have done all they could for him, and they still seem to want like more and more and more. And it's just become unrealistic. And so I think it's going to be tough for him. So you don't think that deal will get done? Uh, well, he turned it down. And from my understanding, Jordan's going to walk away from it. So, so he walked away from how much is potentially? Yeah, so it's a it's a four year deal for twenty two million. Okay, um, which and to him that seems ridiculous when kids are signing five year sixty million dollar deals and, and and things of that nature. And so yeah, like the KD. So basically, like LeBron, KD, Steph, uh, James Harden, and Derrick Rose still are all like ten plus. So those guys are all making between ten and twenty million a year on their shoe deals. So what's their deal? What's LeBron's deal? Uh, LeBron's deal is a lifetime deal at this point. Yeah, and what? So, okay, what's KD's? And KD is until uh, two thousand and twenty-six, I think, and he pay, he makes about fifteen million a year on that, and <laughs> then and then royalties too. So he's making around twenty. Could you imagine just on some sneakers? I didn't, I can it's, see why they're upset about it and they want to be, but they have to understand the climate and they have to understand their, their, their client, if you will, if not their, their, the person that they're trying to sell. But those guys are all huge personalities. They have global brands. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Kawhi's and, not and that. He's not that. So. We don't know anything about Kawhi aside for the fact that he likes some, his braids any type of way. We don't, <laughs> sometimes they're braided right. Sometimes they're not. We don't know. Maybe he wants a good braider. That's all we know about and Kawhi. If you try to like scrounge and find like examples of marketing, oh, no. he's, he's most known for for like the grocery store commercials in San Antonio. Wait, I did an interview with him when he won Defensive Player of the Year. Like, what year is that? Every year. But yep. when he won uh, Depoy and he was like, um, yeah, no, we're happy. Yeah, no. I, yeah. Yeah. Everything was. Yeah. He, and I was like, do you smile? He's like, sometimes. I was like, this is live television, my friend. I was like, dog, I need you. I'm, I said, quiet. That was a joke. He's like, <laughs> I, I was I was like, who's doing? It was the most painful, yeah. most awkward bit of television. But he's such a nice guy. And I love that he does hard work. But that's not what it's about anymore. And so that's the thing is like, does his group want the shoe deal and the marketing and all this stuff? And obviously they don't. Does Kawhi not? You know, and I think the thing too is like at this point, he's 27. If Kawhi starts to do arena entry, like fashion stuff, like Russ, it's going to come off, you know, forced at this point too. So I think he's been known for so long to just have no interest in that side. And at this point, it's, it might be tough to pull off. Did you see that story circulating? He, um, was upset about the, his treatment at the all-star game because he didn't like his Uber X and everybody was got Uber black. I'm being funny about the type of cars, (laughs) but he felt like he wasn't treated as well. And I was like, again, that's a lie because this is the kid who did a story a while ago. he still has his high school suburban. Yeah. Like he still drives his suburban drives from high truck. school. truck. Yeah. And so maybe that's, maybe that's I'm the all like, group that's around not, him. Exactly. That's, I was like, that doesn't sound right. That's feeling like he's not, you know, on par with the top five handful of stars. But if he's in the top 20 treatment, like, 
that's still pretty good and probably where he should be. I think maybe there is a method to this madness, and I'm not going to ask you to talk X's and O's, but I think all the stuff that we've been dealing with offseason, I think he's starting to take more control of who he is, and yep. I think we're going to see an edgier Kawhi, especially in Toronto, which I think ultimately will play well for his game and ultimately getting a better deal. I'm really excited. I think, I you think know, he, we're, gonna, we're about to see a different Kawhi. And people ask me all the time, like, is Toronto a bad market now that his shoe deal's up? Like, how will that impact things since he switched? No. Vince Carter was great there. Yeah. DeMar was great there. Um, I had, DeMar told me once that the, yeah. the team actually added a secondary equipment room to store all his shoes because <laughs> he had so many sneakers at the arena. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Kawhi has a great chance here to to make his mark and in the Eastern Conference, you know, potentially be a leading vote getter or something like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, as it relates to his shoe deal, I just I don't know if his team is being realistic on, on what the number is going to come in at. Coming up on the other side of the break, we'll have more with Nick. And by the way, make sure you're subscribed to Be Honest in the ESPN app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Just like there's the top free agent, which was, you know, and LeBron's always the top free agent, yep. right? But who's the, the top sneaker free agent, if you will? It's a weird year. So like two years ago, we had James Harden. Uh, last year was Giannis, of course. Like those guys have a signature shoe. Uh, this year is a deeper class. So there's not like a can't miss guy, but you have Joel Embiid, who a ton of brands are interested in. This is why I know I'm not a sneakerhead, because I'm not like, oh, I gotta go out and get those Embiid's. The process or, ones. Or, yeah, no, I don't know, <laughs> dog. I, don't, I, gotta, I gotta go out and get those Giannis's. Oh, those Giannis's that came out. Like, I don't, I'm all like Jordan, yeah, LeBron's, of course. Kobe's, you so know what I mean? Not, <laughs> there's not a headlining guy like that necessarily, yeah, but okay. there's a lot of guys people are interested in with Puma coming into the mix. Um, it's totally kind of skewed the offers and things like that. So, you know, Terry Rozier, his deal was up. He just signed with Puma yesterday. Uh, I'm not here for this. Not, not Nick, there for it. I'm not here for you. I'm not here for you telling me Terry Rozier's shoes are a part of. No, no. Then you have you have Joel Embiid. Like, you have where Kawhi. does Big Baller Brand get near? Where does where does the they, Zo ones? Well, they, they haven't they haven't they haven't figured out what they're going to call the next shoe. The Zo twos. You can't call it the Zo two twos twos. You well, know, what like, about what? The, the just the Zos then? So they're still so yeah. Lavar and Alan Foster. Like when the shoe yeah. arrives next month, they're going to decide on the name then. So we'll Here, see. Here's my issue with that. I know plenty of people who bought those shoes and said it took forever to get there. Yeah. Like, so they're losing potentially, they're losing, they're losing out on money because it's taking so long for them to get the actual shoe, no? They have a, so the first one, they had a five month pre-order timeline. <sighs> they're still gonna, they're still gonna do the pre-order, uh, you know, concept. So it's going to be Lonzo will have something he wears at media today and kicks off the season in and they're going to take two to three months to arrive. And I, I believe in him and I want, I, I love too. this. I love this idea of owning everything. I was just yep. talking to one of my interns. I was like, what are you going to be president of ESPN? Are you going to own your own network for women and yep. sports? Like think big, think bigger than life. I love everything that they represent in terms of thinking big and ownership because we need to not wait for others approval. I'm tired of that. I'm over yeah. that. I will say this though. Is he not the top sneaker free agent? What if he decided to sign with someone? So that's How about the, Lonzo? That's the craziest thing about this whole premise and this whole venture is last year at the draft, no questions asked, he could have got a five year deal for $15 million from mm-hmm. a ton of brands. So to even do the big baller thing to begin with, he turned down a ton of money up mm-hmm. front. Mm-hmm. Um, and then potentially they're putting his own money into it, mm-hmm. you know, with all the marketing and of stuff. Course they are. Um, and so not every player can do that. Um, but I love the concept of ownership versus endorsement. Um, you know, so many people say like, what about oh. a partnership? Could he do a partnership with Nike or with Under Armour? I, I mean, and listen, the, the brands that they talked to, they, they talked to Under Armour, they talked to Adidas, Puma. They still wanted there to be no logos from those brands. They, it's basically like a private label is what they wanted. Mm. Um, so they have partnered with Brand Black, 
which is based out here in LA. And that brand black team does the design work for all the, all the shoes going forward, but it's, but it's all branded big baller. There's no other logos. So they did, they talked to every single one of those companies and said, we just, we don't want your logo on it. You can, we can partner with you, but we don't want your logo on it. What and, company's going to do that? And you still have to pay me a lot of money. Get out of here. <laughs> and so, and, and but I'm not mad at that ambition and that gusto. Of course. And as we know with LeVar, you have to also sign all three kids. So, you know, he wants to make it a package uh, deal. Uh, don't nobody want the they middle each, one. They each have their don't own Don't nobody shoe. want to be built a bottle with the middle one. Is the middle one even in the league? What he doing? He's playing in the JBA right now. Listen, Jello, we love you, but really. He went, I, I got to look up the stat, but he was like 11 no, for 32 on threes or something like that. He shot a lot of threes one game. So Mello's the one that everyone thinks is great. I think Mello's awesome. Okay. Everyone says he's going to be special. Yep. And then Jello is the one that we've kind of, the middle, it's always the middle. It's child. tough. So there's the yeah. ZO2, there's uh-huh. the MB1, and there's the Jello. Three, which is all their first shoe, super uh-huh. confusing. But they each have their own signature shoe. Good for them. Which Good is great. for you. You know what? And I told Lavar this, and he didn't want to own it, but he reminds me so much of Serena Williams' father. I, my background is tennis, yeah. and 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 what Richard Williams did was special. I, this he wasn't as sophisticated in terms of his delivery, but there are stories, legendary stories, of him walking into Nike to sign Serena to her first Nike deal with a, a leg, a mannequin leg, a brown mannequin leg with a sneaker attached to it. And it's like this is the shoe that's going to sell. Yep. You know, like he went in there, was like, we gonna make this money. And it was just a brown mannequin leg sitting on top of the conference table in front of all of these Nike executives. I don't know how true that story is. I don't know if there's a lot of hyperbole associated with it, but I do know that for him to have that vision and he yeah. signed Serena to a deal before she even had won a slam. Yep. He was so, he so believed in her and they, and the whole family knew, knew that she would be the star and that she would be as great as she is. And they were like, get in on this. Like I'm telling you right yeah. now. And congrats to whoever had the, the wherewithal to sign her early on and believe in it. Yeah, it was but Puma. It was Puma. So, Puma, so Puma yes. Signed her. That was the, that was her, the Puma Katsu. Remember the Katsu? We can't forget yeah. the Katsu, the legendary Serena Katsu. <laughs> exactly. Uh, she might go back to Puma, huh? Um, but my point is, is that I just feel like I, LeVar is doing something very similar to that. And it sometimes doesn't always hit right away, but he's, he's setting this like blueprint of what is possible. I'm all for that. I, and he's been so quiet because I think someone has told him you've been hurt, hurting the business, but have you noticed how quiet he's, he's been? He's more so, fo- so like LeVar's thing is that he'll focus in and latch on to something and then just go in on that. So when he was in Lithuania, it was yeah. about the two boys and the team. Yeah. Now he's really focused on the JBA. He's been yeah. doing the pop-up Yeah, he's shops. too busy. Yeah, he's too busy. And so he's, yeah. uh-huh. I think he's going to come back into the brand. But I think the biggest thing, too, is so many people have asked me, like, would you say it was a failure already? I was like, it's only one year. Like, when you sign a shoe deal with a brand, you're looking at a four- or five-year window. Mm-hmm. They're looking at a 15-year window of Lonzo's whole career and, like, establishing this brand over time. So I think they have a lot of different rules. And when you own your own brand, you could operate how you want to operate. And so it's, like it's, it's a lot different, and I like it a lot. Yeah, I think yeah when great. I do my podcast, I can say what I want. I have to buy <laughs> exactly. by rules. I know commercial break. I want to do what I want to do. Um, I want to own it. I do think they got to come down on the price, which from what I've heard. From what I've heard. thousand percent. So I did. I wouldn't even buy those shoes. I'm like, what? I got I did a great interview with David Race, who is the guy that founded Brand Black and designs the shoes. Sure. And he said he had a really long talk with LeVar about the price. Mm-hmm. And LeVar's immediate response was, you never discount a Rolls Royce. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And David but was, you have to David, buy it on sale sometimes. was like, these are sneakers. Like, we should have a conversation yeah. and find a middle ground. So I think – and that, from what I understand, they are. So they and will come down. what he's also doing is is – because I don't understand. I get what he's doing, and I know it's for the culture. But he's also, also at the same time, outpricing the market, the real market, the market, 100%. the market of the people who really want to support them and help them. And I'm not saying they should be ninety nine, ninety nine. Yeah, but they, they're more than Jordans. 
If Lonzo came in you know? at one fifty, and I've I've said too, like if Lamelo's shoe was one twenty, there's a lot of middle schoolers that would buy that shoe. Okay, I have two questions before I let you go. First question is, and this is like more of a top five greatest shoe all time. For me, it's the Zoom Flight ninety five, which was Jason Kidd's shoe. That's the shoe that got Why? me sneakers. Oh, oh, oh! So it's sentimental. A, it's a it's future, sentimental. It's a crazy futuristic, like oh, awesome oh, shoe. It's so sentimental. Okay, hundred percent. Okay, so if we go um, if we go by stats, numbers, and uh, money makers. Oh, for sure, the Air Jordan one, three, and eleven, and the then my, and then penny phone posits are in the mix. And, really? And then the shoe that probably need, should get more credit, but the Reebok question, like for where Reebok was at that time, mm. to like how AI put Who, them on the map uh-huh. for Allen Iverson that being his first shoe, and they gave him a ten year deal for sixty million, uh-huh. and for AI coming out of Georgetown, like there was a lot of questions, and so they called the shoe the question. And that, like, overnight. The process. They still are living off of AI. You know that. The still. this, the that, the question, yeah. the process. They're still living off of, of him. Silly. Okay. Of so what about, okay, what about the, oh, we gave, we gave LZ on the show such a hard time when he brought up, when he brought up uh, Grant Hill's Fila. And yeah. then I, like, a thousand people, like, jumped in my, I'm exaggerating, jumped in my mentions and said, this was the best Fila ever. Where did that fit, Grant Hill's Fila? So the guy that does Lonzo's shoe actually designed that Grant Hill Fila, oh, too. Oh, wow. Um, and so those were from 96. That was an icon. Iconic shoe. Um, t- All t- Tupac selling? Was, uh, yeah, yeah. Hugely, hugely successful. I mean, Grant obviously had his injuries pretty much right after that. Yeah. Um, otherwise, they would have went a different route. But oh. but that feel of Grant Hill, too, to this day, there's a knit version they're coming out with. Like, they're updating it. And, really? Yeah. And they still – so they've been calling it the feel of 96 for the last five or so years. Can you give me a pair? Uh, Size 7? I'm a 13. I have a bunch at the house, but I could, I could if check you could for try, sevens. Yeah, tie seven. Slide <laughs> me some. Let me see. Let me rock them and see what we're talking about. Um, but, what they're, about but they're close to re-signing Grant here, too, and bringing him back. Really? Yeah, because he's going to be going to the hall. They're going to do some stuff around that. <sighs> so it's actually like it's funny because, of course, Fila has dropped off the map. The map. Altogether in yeah. the NBA. Yeah. That might be the next brand that might we be see the that next comes thing. back. Puma's but, like, I'm here. And they're like, okay, so, oh, wait. then that But it's a, it's a great shoe, though. Okay. I would co-sign. Okay. Co-sign. Because I just thought LZ was on one of his, you know, his, you know, his artsy fartsy things. I'm yeah, like, what yeah. are you talking about? We're talking about Jordan's here, sir. It's 22 years ago. It's crazy to think. Okay. I, cause, well, I didn't know. Like, mm-hmm. he had more game than I did. Okay. Um, LeBron has an issue coming out. Can you talk about it? I've seen it. I can't, I can't talk about it too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but he'll be on the 16. And I think the big thing for LeBron to the Lakers that's exciting is they're going to really ramp up the retro stuff. Mm-hmm. So they did the retros of his very first shoe, which was the Generations, mm-hmm. last year in Cleveland. But mm-hmm. now they're going to do even more. I think that you should really focus on, I think for you, I think you should really focus on the 16. It makes me really happy what it's about. I think that it's, I think it's groundbreaking and it's never been done before, which is, and we're going to watch him transcend. This is his transition for yeah. me from like the great iconic basketball player to the humanitarian he ultimately wants to be. I mean, opening the school, just all the stuff he does off the court yeah. and then all the stuff he's doing in media like yeah. I think it's going to be exciting yeah. um, but the 16 uh, has a lot of similarities to the 15 like it has the same zoom back yeah does it so it should be cool okay do you know what it's about like what it stands for um, so yeah they've so basically last year was a they were kind of, you know, the 12, 13, and 14, I think it's fair to say, was a downturn for them. And the 15 was like a real resurgent model, and they had that, that LeBron watch program. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had a bunch of colors that were inspired by guys like Griffey and some of his idols, mm-hmm. some of the past LeBrons, and then some different stuff that takes a statement. So we saw, like, his equality shoes as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what they're going to do is, like, tell a lot more stories. Mm-hmm. Of all the players in the league, LeBron's super – 
you know, honest and open and and he loves to, loves to take a stand and make statements. And so I think we're going to see a lot of that this year. Are you, I don't know. Are you as excited as I am? Cause I'm a Laker fan. Are you excited? I'm a Kings fan. I'm from Sacramento. Do you uh, not ever, who is there? Hi, is there a Kings fan listening? If there is, if you could at me, are you guys out there? Hello? It'll be my mom. It'll be my mom. Nick's mom. (laughs) Hi, I don't No, There's none. I just found out. I heard it. No one responded. But (laughs) I think, I think the league, like when the Knicks and the Lakers are great, makes everything so much more fun. And I, and this is what I was trying to tell people. I said, you know what? It's not so much about, okay, we're about to get a championship. I said, but I, and I grew up here in LA, so I'm biased. And I, and I grew up learning basketball through my grandmother. We would yep. catch the bus to the forum. When I was a kid, I had no idea what was going on, but there was something very special. I, you can feel special when you're at any age. And, and, and there was, this is a true story. There was a time when that was the greatest show on earth and that mm-hmm. was Showtime. And I even talked to the owner, one of the owners of the Golden State Warriors. And he goes, we most definitely built our team after Showtime Lakers. Yeah. He was like, it's a different type of team, obviously, because we do threes, but it was a show. And when you yep. came, you were entertained. And you remember that when Golden State was on those first two years when they were killing the game, it was a show. Like once they got hot, we were just like, it's too much. It's too much. It was so exciting to watch like one of the greatest shooters, if not Steph Curry, do his thing. Like it was just a special thing. And, and so I think that's, I think that's what we're seeing now with LeBron. It's just a piece of the puzzle to restore what was its rightful legacy to me as a fan of like one of the greatest shows on earth. Like he's going to bring back Showtime, if you will. And there's something special. Ice Cube talked about this. He says, when I grew up in LA and it was gangs and it was bloods and it was crips, he was like, the only time that we didn't fight is when the Lakers won a championship. Sports are a unifying thing. And I think you look think at it too, that. like yeah. the pace that LeBron and Lonzo play with, it's going to be perfect for that. Like that, uh, yeah. that no look pass LeBron had last season at the, at Staples was amazing. I'm excited. So, you got course size tickets? Uh, no, that's going to be rough. I'm going to have right. to figure well, out. Well, Nick, work on it and take me. Okay. okay. Nick DePaula, thank you so much for joining us. You can check out his work on ESPN.com. Where else can we check out your work? Uh, and nice kicks as well, yeah. And nice then I'm always always tweeting out all the different shoe details as well. What's your handle? At Nick, uh, Nick DePaula, which oh. was a lob from Woj, so I appreciate uh, that. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, Woj loves you from my understanding, so I, I love you uh, as well. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on Be Honest. All right, thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Be Honest with Carrie Champion. For more great podcasts, check out ESPN.com slash podcenter. Hey,